Umkit Industries proudly presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, a pendant production. In the early spring of 1942, President Franklin D. Roosevelt ordered the formation of a clandestine squadron of P-47 Thunderbolts. This squadron was known as Brassy Battalion, and this is their story. Tonight's episode, The Donnybrook in Death Valley. When we last left our hero, Dixie Stenberg, she and Brassy Battalion had cornered Billingsley in Frank's office, hoping to extract information about the location of the nearby SCAR base via Dixie's own particular brand of persuasion. Listen. Tell me where the base is! It's no use. He's unconscious again. Yeah, Lily. Just the way I like him. Then he can't sell us out to the Nazis anymore. Know what I mean? I believe the young Joseph has a point. Although this hardly seems to be any sort of long-term solution. I'm all for just shooting him right now. If he'd had his way, I'd be dead by now anyway. Seems only fair to return the favor. I'll get it. Yes, hello? Hey! I am Praporschik Benedict Adarchenko, officer of the Soviet Empire. Who are you? <laughs> this should impress me. My loyalty is first to Dixie, next to Stalin. I care not for your government, or your rules, or your name. Give me that phone before you worsen things that are already worse enough. Frank McGuff. AeroQuest Dynamics, what can I do for you? Who is it, Frank? Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Yeah, I did call. About Bill. What do you mean, Bill who? Bill, the guy you sent over. Oh, I mean Billingsley. Reginald Billingsley. Right. Seems he works for Scar. All righty-dighty, then. Well? Those were the fellows over at the Army. Seems they're sending us over another lesion. A what? A lesson? A liaison. Liaison. Yeah, that's it. Thanks a bunch. It's gonna be a while, though. They're flying them in from Washington now. Well, I ain't waiting. There's a scar base out there that needs destroying. What's your plan, Miss Dixie? Ever so quietly, Dixie explained her plan to the others. Carefully, they moved Billingsley into a secure location, and then slammed the door. Where am I? What is this, some sort of janitorial closet? The filth! Voices. Outside. That ought to do it. Are you sure the door is strong enough to hold him? Yeah, the lock is solid. He would not dare try to escape, for he knows I would crush him. Get in line, pal. I'm first in that line, remember? I get first crack at him. He made my mum cry. (laughs) Billingsley doesn't have many friends left, does he? I hope not. Or they're going to be fated to meet the same fate one fateful night. Come on, let's go wait in Frank's office for the new government agent to arrive. And then we can figure out what to do with Bill. Hmm. All's quiet. They think a mere closet can hold Reginald Billingsley, do they? I'll show them. 
Oh, better try again. Oh, this is some luck. Hey, wait, the door's not even locked. Dixie was too stupid to even remember to lock the door. <laughs> My revenge shall be most delicious, Miss Stenberg. And so the nefarious Billingsley quietly crept from the closet and out of AeroQuest Dynamics. Moments later, he absconded with Dixie's motorcycle and drove off through the California desert, headed for Death Valley. You've not seen the last of me, Dixie. I'll have those planes if it's the last thing I do. Meanwhile, back in the AeroQuest Dynamics control tower, a pair of sparkling blue eyes peered through powerful binoculars, watching Billingsley's escape. Can you see him, Dix? Yeah, I got him, Frank. Look, you had these field glasses up here. I used them to watch you when you were up on that first test flight in the first Thunderbolt. Are you sure this was a good idea? As long as I get my motorcycle back, I won't have to kill anyone. Well then, excuse me for hoping you never get that bike back, because Bill don't deserve any better. This plan is ingenious. You must have Russian blood in you. I don't like it. We should never have let him go. We didn't have a choice, honey. Dixie's plan is a good one. I know, but we had him. Right here. And after what he did... I like your newfound fire a whole lot, Tommy. But this was the only way. He'll lead us right back to the Scar base. And then? What do you mean, and then? And then we destroy it. Now we're talking. Ooh, I'm getting all excited. It is time we gave Nazis black eye. We'll show them they're not welcome in the land of the free. Well then, what are we waiting for? It's time for a little payback. Freudenberg. Yeah, boss? Gas up the planes. Now. Yes, boss. Come on. Let's show these jerks what the Brassy Battalion can do. And now, a word from our sponsor, the Felicitas Umket Industries. Friends, I am sad to say a highly educated, very smart robot is still out for repairs. A pity. You might think so, but no. The ever-generous Umket Industries has provided us with a replacement robot that I'm sure you'll find is every bit as educated and smart as the old robot, but without all the sass. That sounds lovely. Come on in, robot. Robotic greetings, humans. I am Nebulon. Why, see there, our old robot never even had a name. That's because it was inferior. Do you know what else is inferior? I can only pray you will tell me. Your shaving cream. Man, no shaving proposition beats this. Listen. There's two bucks cash that says Umkit frothy wins you in a flash. Well, you know, I have never heard tell of such a deal before. Do please enlighten us. It shall be my robotic pleasure, puny human. Yes, two bucks cash says this is it for the smooth, comfortable shave you've always wanted. And here's why. Because Umkit Frothy completely envelops and supports each tiny hair bristle better than those inferior greasy heavy creams. Yes! Who told you? It was merely a guess. And a good one at that, flashbag. There's no matting or clogging. Well, that means your razor won't skip or skid when using Umkit Frothy. Indeed. And so you will no longer have to worry about sharing your face clean off. I mean, a razor blade to your face? 
What are you humans thinking? Clearly we are not, but we are saved when Umket Industries comes to the rescue with Umket Frothy. It will help your razor cut through clean and smooth. See how it does away with razor scrape and soreness. Things that irritate you pathetic carbon-based whiners. I bet that makes your shave slick and smooth and downright comfy. Of course it does. Buy your giant-sized tube of Unkit Frothy today. If one week's use doesn't win you completely over, just send me back the curtain top and I'll mail you to authentic robot dollars. Robot dollars? Those sound highly collectible. They are, and their worth is incalculable. Aren't they worth two dollars? Incalculable! Ooh, of course. Remember, there's two bucks cash that says Umkit Frothy wins you in a flash. Real fine. We now return to our program and head to the most imposing SCAR headquarters in Germany, where Volker and Frenny wrestle with a beastly problem. Oh, woe is us. What are we to do? It's eaten nearly a dozen of the troops. Perhaps, if we... Now is not the time for insipid begging for attention, Frenny. I mean, really, although I do find it quite fetching in a woman, it is simply the wrong time for distractions right now. But, Master Volker... If we just... Yes, yes. I know you're flattered that I just indirectly implied that I find you fetching. But honestly, giving in to your womanly desires for romance right now are only going to get us killed. If we could just... Elope. Get married. Retire to my bedchamber. Have five children. Live happily in my cottage in Stuttgart. Yes, Renny. I'm aware of every thought that crawls through your little head. Are you surprised? Speaking of your head, it's quite little. Did you know that? You would do well to make it look a little bigger. Looks like a peg atop your shoulders oh, and- for crying out loud! You there! You troops, run and attack the beast now! Brenny, you just killed more of our troops. And, and, and it's sleeping. Hmm. You always made me feed it, remember? And after it's sated, it likes to sleep. It's really fairly simple. But, but the troops... Matter not! The beast is asleep. Let's get it back into a new cell before it awakens. But, but I like those troops. Meanwhile. Back in Southern California at AeroQuest Dynamics, the 1st Brassy Battalion Fighter Squadron prepares for takeoff. Wait a minute, honey. Why does everyone else have two bombs and I only have one? Miss Lily, you are very dear to me, so I have included something extra, just for you. What is it? It is a secret. It's something else to protect you. I'll be fine, honey. I know you are a very accomplished pilot, Miss Lily. Please do not take it as an insult. But what's it for? If you have trouble with uh, ground fire or foot soldiers, just drop the compartment like you would a bomb. What have you cooked up? Just a little surprise for our friends at Scar. You're so sweet. Are you two done making mouth music yet? <laughs> See you when we get back, honey. That is my wish, Miss Lily. Good hunting. Runway's clear and the skies are yours. Go get them, dicks. 
And so, Brassy Battalion rode into the sky on shimmering wings that brilliantly reflected the sunlight on their way to deal a devastating blow to the forces of SCAR. Okay, I want all of you to stay up in the clouds. I'm going down to pick up Bill's trail. Will you be able to find it? Ain't going to be no other motorcycle tracks through the middle of the desert. They'll stick out like a cow in a sheep herd. You all hit them hard and come back safe. Oh, we'll hit them hard. Okay, folks, stay here. I'm going down. Dixie swooped down low, storming the desert floor like a sandstorm fueled by vigor and aggression. Quickly picking up Billingsley's tracks, she followed the trails and spotted the cleverly camouflaged SCAR base hidden within deserted Death Valley. There it is! I've got it! Get your planes down here and form a white wing! The other members of the battalion descended from the clouds like a gleaming brass sword of vengeance, taking formation on Dixie's wing and flying in hard. It's just a couple miles out at three o'clock. Do you have visual confirmation? I've got it. Me too. Me three. Let's show these boys a good time. Affirmative. The attack for the glory of Russia. I miss Dixie. Visual confirmation of the target has been acquired. Just say the word. Keep formation until they scramble their fighters. Begin with bombing runs and try to bring down as much of the base as you can. If we can damage it enough, maybe they won't be able to get their planes in the air. We'll follow through with strafing runs at the base and ground troops. On my mark? I'm with you, Now! Brassy Battalion's bombs rained down upon the SCAR base shaking the ground and obscuring the base in clouds of dust, sand, and debris. Here come the ground troops. They're aiming for our fuel tanks. Be careful. Look at them run. <laughs> Cowards. It's hard to see through all the dust. My, my fingers are still so stiff from the acid. It's hard to target. We've got anti-aircraft artillery. Break formation. Take evasive maneuvers. At least there are no other planes. Yeah, we seem to have shut down their launch capabilities, but those AA guns are gonna get us. We got to take out those guns. There's too much dust. I can't get a good shot at them. The flak, she is everywhere. I've got an idea. What are you talking about, Lily? Freudenberg gave me a little something extra. I'm going to drop it into the middle of the dust cloud. Lily, no! You'll never make it! I'll be fine, honey. Faster than anyone here. Don't do it, doll. Let's be wise about this. I say go. We cannot defeat the guns if we cannot see them. I'm with Benedict. Whatever you've got, Lily, let them have it. I'm going in. Damn it, Lily! Lily shot through the sky, the swiftest member of the battalion, swerving and dodging flak and machine gun fire as she went. Her plane disappeared into the dust cloud, the propeller sending sand swirling and whirling about her canopy in a grainy hailstorm. Ugh, can't see. So much dust. Ah! That one almost got me. Time to get out of here. Lily dropped her mysterious payload and pulled out of the dust cloud, safely out of harm's way. She made it! Let's hope it was worth the risk. What did you drop on him? I don't know. 
Freudenberg wouldn't tell me. We'll have to wait for the dust to clear to find out. Whatever it is, I hope it hurts. Take cover! Incoming! What? A dud? Haha, <laughs> stupid people can't make their bombs hide. Wait, it's opening! What? Impossible. What? What is that inside? It's... it's a metal man! You have set up an unauthorized base of operations on unfriendly soil. You are enemy combatants. Prepare to be neutralized! Ah, run! See, you think? Run! 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 Oh! It's heading for the artillery! Shoot! It's no good, they're not hurting it. Surrender! Keep shooting! It's not fucking! Or don't. You will be stopping the way. Oh, it's like being hit with a baseball bat! Oh, stupid! No one would ever make those out of metal! Well, maybe in the future. The future is now! Oh. And now the artillery! You will not hurt my friends! Finally, the dust settled, and amid the rubble of the base and scraps of what was formerly Luftwaffe fighters and anti-aircraft artillery stood the robot, unwavering and undamaged. It's Freudenberg's robot. He had a robot? It's a side business. Frank needs to give him a raise. We should examine the base for evidence. Yeah, so we can find another base and do this again. Agreed. Our revenge has only just begun. There is clear area behind the base. We land there. And so, Brassy Battalion landed and investigated the ruins of the destroyed SCAR base. Hey, robot. Mm. Remember me? I saw you with the man who fixed me. A friend of his is a friend of mine. <laughs> yes, he's a sweetie. And I see you're working better. Yes. Thanks to Umket Industries' oily purification jelly, I'm as good as new. Any luck? No. I've not found anything. Nor have I, on Sonnet. I found something. A flight schedule and passenger manifest. What good is that gonna do us? Look at last name on list. Reginald Billingsley. And he flew out of here right before we attacked. He got away? Abdicating antagonist! This production has starred Emily Ledley as Dixie Stenberg. Damn it, I can't believe Bill got away! <laughs> Shannon Gaffney as Frank McGuff. Well, it was your idea to let him leave, Dix. <laughs> from the closet, Frank, not from the scar base. I had a phone with his name on it. Oh, that's not very nice of you. Steve Anderson as Reginald Billingsley. I don't understand it. It's like you're revealed to be evil and suddenly no one wants to be your friend any longer. And you get punched a lot. That was true long before any of you knew my true nature. What can I say? A good time is a good time. Oh. A man can only take so much of this. Pete Milan as Freudenberg. You could always stick the robot on him. Yes, please. Give me more people to crush. I like your style, old robot. Stop it, Nebulon. John Solzbach as Cornelius Robert Sims Pearson. I particularly enjoyed the part where my bombs destroyed the Nazi base. 
Tim the Jester Gillick as Joey Scalzetti. Yeah, Pops, that's kind of a given. You gotta do something for once. I rescued Thomas from the Scar Dungeon. And don't think it goes unappreciated, Cornelius. Eh, whatever. Why, I think you're just upset you missed out on all that castle storming action, son. Chris Britton as Thomas Galen. I wish I could have missed out on it. My fingers. Burned by acid, remember? I'd hate to think someone would forget about that. And the peace thing! Almost ate me! Whiner. Perry Whittle as Benedict Adachenko. You must stay strong, Galen. Acid is nothing compared to your fury. Find your inner fire. D- didn't I already do that in, in, in this very episode? Duh. Yes, you did. My bad. Alicia Lane Matheson as Lily LaRue. Want me to kiss them and make it all better, Tommy? Well, I... <clears throat> Never mind. Oh, Friedman, don't be jealous. You know you're my favorite. Catherine Pride as Vrenny. Sorry, I had to yell at you, Master Volker. Justin Dobby as Volker. Me too. Please still love me? I don't know if I can trust anyone anymore. Oh, Vrenny, you're lost to me. But I'm right here! If you're in the market for a new master, might I suggest... No! Philip Webber as S.E.A.R. Trooper 1. I don't think I like getting beat up so much. David Alt as S.E.A.R. Trooper 2. What? You think I do? I didn't say that, did I say that? Well, you implied it. Will both of you shut up already? When you've been punched as often as me, then we'll talk. Julie Goldstein as the robot. Don't mess with me or I will mess you up. It's a fighting machine. I am a machine that fights. Woot. Amanda Fitzwater as Nebulon. You only fought meek humans. They had weapons. Right. And I destroyed an anti-aircraft artillery. Of course you did. I did. When you destroy another automaton apparatus, get back to me. And Jeffrey Bridges as the commercial announcer. Another robot? I mean, couldn't we get a child or a fancy star from the motion pictures or, or even a thug of some sort? Uh, Joey, perhaps? Hey, I ain't no thug. No, of course you're not. I got connections. I'm sure you do, like perhaps your mother, for example. Don't bring my mind to this. Aren't you gonna answer that? Uh, I, uh, I gotta hit the John. This is Seth that I'm sure. Stay tuned next time as Brassy Battalion celebrates the destruction of the SCAR base on April 2nd, 2007. Only PendantAudio.com. You've been listening to a pendant production of the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, brought to you by Umket Frothy Shaving Cream. And remember, there's two bucks cash that says Umket Frothy wins you in a flash. Stay safe, America, and good night. Dear Diary, Vrenny yelled at me again today. Why must she be so mean? Doesn't she know I only want what's best for her? I mean me. With her. Together. This production was written by Jeffrey Bridges and directed by Seth Adam Schur. Umket Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, created by Jeffrey Bridges, copyright 2007, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.